Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The teachings of Confucius, the great Chinese philosopher, were quite outstanding in their moral and ethical standard. In fact, many early missionaries in China commented that the teachings of Confucius were just like the teachings of the Bible. But to compare the Bible to the writings of Confucius or any other philosophical or religious writings is like comparing gold to brass or copper. All that philosophy or religious teachings can do is to improve our human behavior. But the intrinsic focus of the Bible is not about modifying our behavior. It's about transforming us gradually into the image of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says it. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit. Francis Ball has joined us today for a fellowship I've looked forward to for some time. This verse, Second Corinthians 3.18, is... Uh, more than tremendous. I don't know if I have a right adjective to describe it, Francis. Well, I think this is quite a, a study between transformation and reformation. Yes. The copper or the brass could be compared to reforming the human behavior, but transformation means another life has come in to transform us. One of the things we're going to see today in the program is this matter of uh, how this word has been translated, even in some very good versions of the Bible. But Witness Lee is going to point out here, I'll give a little a little giveaway, I guess, of the first portion, that there's really not an exact equal in English to the Greek word here, which has the base, at least, of metamorphosis, where we get uh, this biological change that takes place, and metabolism also comes from a similar root word. Uh, and many of the translations render this word changed in some instances, and sometimes they use transformed. But we're going to see today there's a very striking, important difference, isn't there? Yes, there is quite a difference between these two concepts. Let's look at this verse that we read a moment ago and put it in its context now in 3.18. Actually, we'd like to go back to verse 17 and start there. And the Lord, it says, is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Then, verse 18 that we read, But we all with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed, and here's that word, into the same image, from glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit. 
In Francis, it's interesting that it says transformed into the same image, not into something that looks like something, right? Right. It's not just a matter of comparison or a certain kind of attainment, but it's an added in. I believe the King James Version uses the word changed in 2 Corinthians 3.18, though it does render this word transformed in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which is another place where the same word is used. And here it says, And do not be fashioned according to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, that you may prove what the will of God is. So uh, this word transformation implies very strongly, doesn't it, Francis, that there is the addition of a new element that's part of the process. Yes, that's right. It really is an introduction of a new element that makes the difference here, not just a changing in its outward appearance. Well, let's join Witness Lee. We'll have a chance to fellowship very thoroughly on Second Corinthians 3.18. It's really our focus for the whole program today. These apostles, they don't teach doctrine. They shine Christ. They shine Christ who is the life-giving spirit imparting the triune God into our being. Oh, such a sign. Well, they are so, they are being transformed. Daily, hourly, they are being transformed in the image of the glorified Christ. And this is not a matter one for all. This is a daily, gradual matter. So, they are being transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. From glory to glory. Transformation is a borrowed word. It doesn't convey the full meaning of the Greek word. I'm really concerned. You don't realize transformed is very different from changed. Why I say this? Because a number of versions in English, I think even King James here, yeah, right. being changed. Yeah. What a difference between changed and transformed. Being transformed is something very much related to metabolism. It is a change, but it is not a mere change. Metabolism includes three things. The supply or the adding in of the new element. Number two, the replacing of the old element. And number three, the carry away of the discharge that something new might uh, uh, come out. Uh, this is metabolism. When we eat food into our stomach, then digestion and assimilation will work out a kind of metabolism. By this we grow. By this we uh, got strengthened. By this many, many times we've been healed. You know, every day after all, we can our physical being, there is healing going on. Every day, metabolism does a lot of healing. Transformation is a spiritual metabolism. Francis, let's come back to this um, significant, important difference between 
the word change and this uh, metabolic change, this transformation that's being spoken of in Second Corinthians and Romans chapter 12, as we read a moment ago. Well, this is a, a big difference in different uh, Christians' understanding of this kind of uh, thing that's transpiring in our being. It's much like uh, petrifying wood. Uh-huh. You know, if a, if a log falls into a river and remains there for a long time, there's a certain action that goes on. The water flowing over the, over the log brings in certain minerals, and uh, it just keeps adding these minerals, and at the same time, it flows out other minerals that are just part of the old dead log. But this flowing in and flowing out makes that, uh, that piece of wood become something different. Actually, it becomes so solid that it's just like rock. A petrified piece of wood is a stone that has been changed by this flowing of the yeah. minerals in and out. It makes a different uh, substance, actually. Now it becomes something else by the flowing of the minerals in and the flowing of other matters out. Then there is this change of the actual content and the being, the weight and everything is changed, but it still looks the same. The appearance of the wood is still there, but the actual uh, thing itself is now stone instead of wood. That's a really good illustration. You know, he, he mentioned that uh, this word implies these three things, the addition of a new element, which you surely see, as you said, in this uh, analogy to petrification. A uh, new element is added, then something old is replaced, and further it's even carried away, which is uh, clearly depicted, isn't it, by this process of petrification that you used. That's right. Uh, Francis, you know, if we were going to take this piece of wood and uh, somehow, oh, I don't know, plaster Paris or some sort of uh, coating that would make it look uh, somewhat like a rock, but yet its nature would still be very woody and very organic, that would be, I guess, more analogous to the kinds of behavioral changes that... Confucius and uh, many other great philosophies and world religions have this as the outcome. There is an outward change, but the nature really hasn't changed. The substance hasn't changed. That makes a tremendous difference between what the Bible presents and what uh, philosophy presents or psychology presents. To try to improve a person's behavior doesn't change their being. But this kind of uh, metabolic change really changes their being. Something divine has come into a person's spirit when he gets regenerated, and that divine element then begins to saturate the other parts of his being so that he becomes a different person inwardly. Right. And, of course, outwardly it's expressed. Yeah, there will be the behavioral change as a result, as a consequence of what's taken place within. Mm -hmm. But the focus is on the inward. Yeah. If you don't change the inward, you still have just an appearance of a difference, which is not really a difference. Yeah. Wow, wonderful topic, and I love this verse, verse 18. Yeah. We're going to focus on another short phrase that's embedded in this verse, in this coming portion, uh, and that is this phrase, from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. so transformation, it says, into the same image, from glory to glory. I think this phrase has probably puzzled many readers of the Bible, and uh, I think we have a good opportunity to get some uh, light on what that is implying. Here's Witness Lee once more. Now, what is the supply of the new element in Paul's thought? The new element is just the glory of the Lord. Amen. The glory of the Lord is just the resurrected Christ. Amen. And the resurrected Christ 
is so rich. Just this word transform implies the rich and searchable supply of Christ. Amen. We receive this supply. Amen. Then this supply replaces all our junk. Paul realized with all of us, even with himself, the last junk to be replaced and to be discharged. Then something new will be brought forth. New cells, new tissues, new blood will be produced. I tell you, don't think this is my guess. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure this was Paul's thought. What is from glory to glory? What is this? That is, from the Lord's Spirit to the Lord's Spirit. The Lord's Spirit as the rich supply is added into your being. Hallelujah. Oh, day by day, hour after hour, oh, Christ is being added into us and we are being transformed from the Lord's Spirit to the Lord's Spirit. And this is what it means from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Our today's supply, our after our, is this glory. Christ blossoming, Christ resurrected. This is the glory. And this glory is our daily supply. Isn't this wonderful? Francis, he pointed out in the previous segment that uh, transformation implies something is being added, something is being discharged and washed away. Uh, we really had a good presentation here of this new element that's being added, didn't we? Mm-hmm. All the riches that are in that all-inclusive spirit that now is in the believer's spirit, it's just too marvelous that all these riches are the rich supply to our being, and it washes away the old things, the self, the natural things, so that another element is added into our being. Talk about this uh, progression that he alluded to, from glory to glory. When we get regenerated, we get a glory in our spirit that is uh, really has made us a different person because before we just had a, a deadened spirit from the fall. But when Christ comes in, he enlivens our spirit. If Christ is in you, your spirit is alive. And the Romans chapter 8 really makes that clear in no uncertain terms. And then it goes on to show how this glory in our spirit is now spreading to the other parts of our being by the supply that's coming in it's spreading into our mind, emotion, will. Mm-hmm. Our whole being becomes from glory to glory, from the glory of the Spirit of God in our spirit, and then from that glory in this mingled spirit to the other parts of our whole being so that our mind, emotion, and will receive that glory. And the Bible even teaches that if you have Christ in you, your mind is life. If you... Mm take Christ as your life, your mind becomes life. And if this Christ is in you as the resurrected one, that is the Spirit, Christ as the Spirit is in you, then uh, even your mortal body will receive life. You know, that thought is uh, very much conveyed. We read a moment ago Romans 12, 2, the other classic verse in the New Testament on this matter of transformation, uh, which says, 
but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. As you just said that, it reminded me, this really is talking about this additional element, the element of the riches of Christ as the Spirit even gets added to our mind, and this is the kind of renewing that we need, not just a lot of new knowledge and new information. Oh, my, yes, that's really true, because we do need this renewing process going on. Our mind is still part of the old creation, but this glory in our spirit goes on from glory to glory and even renews our mind so that the glory even fills our mind and the other parts of our inner being. So gradually, bit by bit, we're, we are being... Uh, transformed into this image one step at a time, one level at a time. That's right. And it's glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit to the Lord's Spirit. Wow. I think we'll touch that a bit in this last segment. Why don't we go back to Witness Lee? Our transformed being is far, far better than the improved behavior by religious teaching. Confucius, he taught a lot concerning human ethics. I must tell you, what the Bible reveals is gold. What Confucius teaches is copper. Copper is very close to gold. This is why some of the missionaries who went to China, I heard them saying that what the Bible teaches it's exactly the same as Confucius' books. As so, why we need the Bible? Well, hallelujah! Amen. There's the gold! I like to fill up all my pocket everywhere with gold. Forget about copper! What are we doing here? We are replacing your copper with gold! Then so what shall we do? You need Desperately. Going to the Lord. Lord, now I got the revelation. I see what's me. The best me is just poor copper. Now, Lord, I see that you are the gold. Lord, you be my submission. Amen. Lord, you be my love Amen. to my brother. Amen. No, you come in to replace me. All the day long, I would say, Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Learn to practice this. Bit by bit, you will get into the experience. Then one day, you will realize your behaving is not by yourself. Your behaving is just the resurrected Christ. That is glory. Even the more, the glory is just the life-giving spirit. The more I live, I walk in this life-giving spirit. The more glory is added into my being. Amen. So, I'm here from glory to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Francis, as, as we were fellowshipping before about this uh, illustration of transformation being the addition and the replacement and the washing away of another element, probably our natural thought is that, yeah, that's right, I have a lot of faults and a lot of uh, things in my in my character that I am not very uh, satisfied with and I'm sure God doesn't like. But that's not what we're saying here. That's not what he's saying. 
as I liked what he said, our very best, the best we can be is copper. Mm-hmm. And it's even more important to have the copper washed away and replaced with the gold, isn't it? Right. That's the deception, because we think that copper is gold when we're not so acquainted with the difference. But now that we see that God himself is the gold, we realize this is what we want. We want the gold. And the gold is what will shine out. And the gold is what will bring us on from glory to glory. So we don't need to try to substitute it with copper or brass, but we need to have the gold wrought into our being so that we can be the shining ones with the pure gold. The real expression of the gold will be there, and all the the copper, besides all those other things you mentioned, they will be washed away. He he talked about a, a practice here, a kind of a daily way of living. Uh, pick that point up, if you would, in the minute or so that we've got left. Yeah, if we don't uh, practice this, coming to the Lord and just opening ourselves to him, for him to soak us and to uh, shine in us with this gold material, which is God himself, uh, we will just keep on trying to improve our behavior, but we'll just end up with copper colors. But we like to have the shining out of the gold. We'd like to put gold, like he said, put gold in all our pockets <laughs> and go everywhere just spreading the gold. And this is really what he's talking about in the Bible. Paul himself is saying, from glory to glory. Right. This is the glory that's being spread through our being. And this comes out in an evident way. The things that we try to do, we're just adding copper color to us. But what this does, this changes us inwardly, discharges all these self-attempts to try to be better and makes a person come out that's just like the Lord Jesus. Amen. I was impressed uh, as he was uh, somewhat speaking this little prayer. Lord, you be my submission rather than, Lord, give me submission or give me patience. Lord, you become my patience and uh, whatever I need. Be that to me. That is the gold. That's not the copper. That's the reason Paul said, for to me to live is is Christ. Christ. In all these aspects of virtues and so on, what we need to do is just live Christ. And for this, we have to go to him, say, Lord, I want you to be living in me in all these aspects. Francis, this is, uh, I would say, one of the key passages in uh, in the New Testament, helping us to understand this thing we often refer to as God's economy. This verse, uh, These verses, really, in 2 Corinthians 3 are key, aren't they, in, in getting a kind of a vision, a revelation that changes the way we approach the Bible, that we approach the Lord and come to the Lord and we approach our daily life. Yeah, but now we can understand Paul's experience much better, because this is kind of an autobiography of Paul in here in Second Corinthians. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, we obviously uh, appreciate that. We've mentioned it many times in this uh, life study of Second Corinthians. So you can contact us about the printed life study messages and the other uh, materials that we have available. And so many of them touch this very point because it, as we said, is a key really to understanding and being brought into God's economy. Mm-hmm. Francis, I enjoyed our time together as always and uh, look forward to the next chance to come and visit with us again. I enjoy it always. Thank you very much. And we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Before we go, uh, let us take a moment and give you that toll-free number so that you can inquire about the book or the other material. It's one eight 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 life study 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814 or send email to radio at lsm.org. And please do join us again tomorrow. For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today.
You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages, or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.